You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today, in this special episode, we talk about two learnings from 150 episodes and an important announcement. 150 episodes. It's probably not exactly right because there's uh, something weird with all the numbering, but it's really amazing. 150. I've never thought I would reach this number, but now it happens. And there's a couple of new things that are coming up. So stay tuned for this episode. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. The reduced rate is only £20 for non-high-income countries and only 95 for all the others. Head over to psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Let's first dive into the two learnings that I have from 150 episodes. I still can't understand how that happened so so many episodes and so many people helped me with it so i'm really really grateful for that but the first learning is i learned a lot about marketing through the leadership uh, through the effective statistician podcast also through the leadership program but all this marketing kind of about you know linkedin about writing blog posts about promoting these episodes helped me a lot in my day-to-day -day job as well. Because it helped me to always think about the other person. Where are they coming from? Also, adopting my language to speak the other person's language, to use their words, to use their problems, to understand their problems. Also, to try to reach all these different people by different channels. Yeah, lots of what we do is one-to-one -one or teamwork, but there's much more than we can do. Yeah, so we want to build our expertise. That is really, really important. And that can be done, of course, by working in our teams, working in the one-to-ones and these type of things. But there's so much more. Yeah, so there's all the LinkedIn stuff that you can do. There is webinars that you can do, both within your organization and outside of your organization. You can even write books, articles, share your knowledge in social media. Lots of companies have these kind of internal Facebook pages and things like that. Use all these different tools to share your knowledge, to help others. And through that, you will build your expertise. Because ultimately, when it's about marketing, it's about building this know, like, and trust factor. And these three things are also really, really important at work. If people know you, have 
heard about you, especially more senior people, then you're much more likely to get a promotion. You're much more likely to get offered a special opportunity. You're much more likely to have a smooth transition through a promotion interview, these type of things. Also, people love to work with people that they like. It's really important. I didn't spend so much about this early in my career. And honestly, I actually annoyed, irritated a couple of people. And maybe I'm still doing that, but I'm really, really trying not to do it. I'm trying hard not to irritate people, but to build relationships and yeah, really build this like factor. And then the last part is the trust factor. Really kind of, there's so much points about uh, trust, but Think about the three C's, that it's about character, it's about care, and it's about connections. So think about these, yeah? You need to build connections to other people. They need to understand that you care, and they need to understand that you have character, competence. Yeah, so these, these parts, these C's, I think it's competence, character, and care, not connection. But connection also uh, is really good. So. Work on these because this is also where marketing works a lot on. The other thing is communication skills. I have worked very, very hard on my communication skills in this podcast. If I just jump back to the first episodes, oh my God, really, really bad. But of course, you need to get started. You learn communication only by practicing it, by doing it again and again and again and again, and getting feedback about it, trying out new things. Sometimes you fail, sometimes it's better. Yeah, but that is so important. Also, presentation skills. If I think back at my first presentations that I gave in the late 90s at a conference, I still remember Professor Bronner keeping us repeating and repeating and fine-tuning and fine-tuning and repeating, rehearsing again and again and again and again. And first I thought, how annoying! But I learned so much through it, through all the feedback, through all taking care of the details. That is so important. So get more presentation skills. That is really important. The other thing is I learned a lot about writing skills, about good writing skills. And that is something that comes, you know, handy if you write an email or if you write a text, if you write an internal article for a newsletter or you write your internal homepage or something like this, or you write something for on LinkedIn. You need to have good writing skills to showcase your expertise, to build connections. And one of the fundamental things with communication skills is you always first need to think about what you want to achieve. In the past, I'm sure I just started an email and I started typing stuff, you know, just my thoughts and, and my comments, but I wasn't really crisp and clear about 
what I want the other person to do, what I want the other person to take away, what is the really most important thing that they need to take away. And going into writing my blog posts where Rain now helps me quite a lot, that is where I spend a lot of time. The other thing is in terms of communication skills and also marketing in general is telling stories. When I see kind of how my marketing colleagues in the companies, how they explain things, they always tell the story of a specific patient, of a specific customer, and they connect the benefits of the product with these stories. And that makes it understandable, that makes it relatable. So I'm always trying to use stories. These are personal stories, like, you know, just the stories that I explained that I told about my first presentations. This is a personal story. You can also use published stories, you know, so stories of famous people and can reflect about them. Or sometimes it's actually quite easy to made up some stories. And these made up stories you can very easily start with. Imagine this and this happen. How would that person then feel? How would he react? How would he think about the problems? What kind of opportunities would he have? And then you can go through there and develop your made-up story. And it's not, you know, kind of tricky or manipulating. It's just that you help the other persons see it from a different perspective or imagine how they would feel in the future getting into that position. And that's where you can persuade people, you can inform people, you can help make people better decisions. That's what it's really all about. And in terms of making better decisions, what I also learned through all the marketing skills is to become a better listener. Really listen to what the other person is saying. What are really the needs of the other person? Understanding when you know, they might not be willing to share really their problems. And then maybe just pausing and wait that they open up. Or see whether you can improve the relationship and then, you know, address the problems, ask the question again. Asking questions is so, so, so important. Asking good questions, asking follow-up questions. That's also something that I learned quite a lot in the interviews. Yeah, it's not about the first question. It's usually about the second, third, fourth follow-up questions. Then you get to the real gold. So don't stop at the surface, dig deeper. Also, if you're brainstorming about ideas, add on to the ideas of the other person. That usually brings a really good connection. And then, you know, they see that you have listened, that you understand, that you appreciate. And you can add on the ideas, you can complement the ideas, you can, you know, all kind of different things. But listen to them and then build on this, this knowledge. Listening helps you to get a lot of information. And very often we just assume certain things. I have assumed a lot of things in terms of the podcast. I have assumed that, 
certain stories or certain content will be really, really valuable. But then I found out, wow, there were some surprises. For example, I would have never thought that the podcast about non-parametric is one of the most downloaded podcasts in my complete uh, podcast uh, episodes. What about non-parametric, where I have, uh, you know, my master thesis in it, my PhD thesis in it, I was thinking probably nobody is interested in it. And then I think I haven't done a non-parametric episode for the first hundred episodes. And then later I had one which really, really had a lot of success. So really listen, because what you assume does not need to be true. And very often it isn't. Another thing about marketing, when we think about marketing, we often also think about selling. And selling is this kind of icky thing very often. Or for lots of people, it feels icky. And first, it felt icky for me as well. Unless I learned, uh, up to the point where I learned to have a very, very different mindset about it. It's not about selling just to you know get someone to pay for a product no it's about understanding what are the people that need your product and that will benefit from your product and that want to pay for the product because they see that the benefit that they get from it is far more valuable than the money they spend on it so it's a no-brainer for them that they actually buy this. It's the same when you buy something, I don't know, maybe some, you know, clothes or a new PC, and you just really love it. That's what you want to reach. Yeah, you want to reach win-win situations. And therefore, you need to, of course, understand where the other person is coming from. And then you need to communicate the benefits of your solution, not the features, the benefits. And that's also something that I concentrate now in my work. So whenever I offer a new idea, I don't speak about all the details and how much time it took me to, you know, come up with it and all these kind of stuff, stuff. No, I focus on how it helps this person, the team, the organization to benefit. It's not about, you know, which kind of programs you have included, what kind of statistical features it has. You can talk about that with your peers, with the other statisticians and can, you know, geek out about it. It's completely fine. But for the non-statisticians, for the teams, for the upper management, it's really about the benefits. It's not about the features. And that is one thing that I learned from so many other marketeers that when you want to convince someone to buy a product or to buy into an idea, it's about communicating the benefits, not the features. Also, I'm for me, all of this is a little bit like a big change management. Yeah, so I want to make sure that 
statisticians as a community become more effective. That they become better in their leadership skills, that they become better in being innovative, that they better understand the disease areas, the business surroundings, the organization, the market, the regulatory side, the payer side, the physician side, the patient side. But that takes time. Change management takes a lot of time. And the bigger the change, the bigger the organization, the more it takes time. And one of the things that I understood is there's a role of the early adopters. The early adopters are really the people that get you going, that give you motivation to continue to, uh, to move forward. Yeah, these are the people where you get a lot of energy from. Whenever I talk to a listener and he tells me how it helped him in his job, how it helped him to solve a problem, how it made him think differently, that's really a lot of motivation for me to move on. And these people will become raving fans. That's hopefully what you know. I have said. People speak about this podcast. People help others finding this podcast as well. Help others benefiting from this podcast as well. And so the same is done in change management. Yeah? And the same is what I'm applying within my company. Yeah, so my day-to-day -day company where I work full-time in, where I want to change something. Let's say I want to have a certain approach being used more. It's convincing first the people who you think will you know, first adopt it, who are the innovative people, who are the people that would like to try out something new, who are thinking, I can actually do it. And I'm first thinking about getting it done. And then I'm thinking about all the ways why it may not work. Yeah? So focus on these people first, because these people will get the ball more rolling and will become multipliers in terms of your message. So focus on these. And there, Peer recognition is really, really important because these people want to be seen as innovative and they want to be recognized for being innovative. They want to be recognized for, you know, being cutting edge and pushing the envelope. So give them this platform, give them this, what should I say, give them the credit, give, help them to move forward. The other thing is here is about testimonials. Yeah, so testimonials are from two different parts. Testimonials about the change, about you know the new things that you want to uh, improve, can come from two different parts. First, it can come from you know the people like you and me, people that are actually in the trenches doing the work, and if they tell others. Yes, that really helped me. That has a lot of street credibility. The other thing is testimonials for more senior people. Because lots of people look up and say, hmm, if my VP wants me to do this, then maybe it's good to do it. Because then if 
I come up for promotion, I can say, hmm, you know, you wanted me to do this, I did it. So both is really important, more kind of the street level testimonials, but also see testimonials from more uh, senior people or from, you know, a trusted party. You know, if, for example, um, scientific association supports you, if there is, you know, a big conference that, uh, where you're presenting, these kind of things or other people present about that. Yeah, other people reference your work. That is something that helps to you know, build this trust, helps to get others seeing that and helps to establish some form of peer pressure to move forward. Because in the end, nobody wants to be the last one to, to join the boat. Well, there's a certain part of people well, they only bought a smartphone because their landline doesn't work anymore. So you will always have these type of people. Okay, the second learning. The second learning is a little bit more about vision. I've talked a lot about vision probably during these 150 episodes here and there, but it helped me very much to have clarity of what I want to achieve with this podcast, but also at work. Where do I want to get to? And when I have a clear team vision, that helps me to get clarity, to have clarity for everybody on the boat. Everybody in the team knows where you want to go. And if you, through that, gain alignment, you get buy-in, you get commitment, then you create actually excitement that everybody pulls together in the same direction. And that creates a lot of team bond, that creates a lot of friendships, that creates a lot of I help you, you help me uh, type of actions. So that is really, really good. I've not always been good on that. I remember a time at my former company when I was trying to get together a team. Um, some of these didn't support uh, or report to me and I failed miserably. I was at that time, yeah, I, I lacked certain leadership skills. I lacked certain experiences. I didn't invested enough time in relationship building and I also didn't understand really the company internal politics. So I made a big mistake there and yeah, that wasn't really a team that developed, it was more the opposite of that. But I learned from that and that also helps me with my, uh, with my podcast here. The other thing is if you have a vision, that's great. If you have goals, that's great. But just vision and goals doesn't bring you anywhere. It's about action. And actions, all the different actions need to be aligned to your goals, to your vision. So you need to review your goals 
and you need to repeat it to your team's goals. You need to keep them visible. You need to tell stories about your vision so that it connects to the individual people, to the individual projects, to the individual tasks. So always connect back every task that you do, or pretty much every task. Probably not the putting the expenses together or something like this, but all the major tasks of your day, connect them back to the vision. And then keep doing it. Keep doing it. Break all these bigger things into tangible actions. You know, think, sometimes it's about doing one 15-minute task after the other. Yeah, so sitting down, thinking about the next episodes that I want to create and sketching it out. Yeah, 15 minutes. But just do it. And then another uh, shorter uh, part, recording the episode, reviewing the blog posts, reviewing the uh, emails, reviewing yet another piece of content. So that's for me the podcast, but it's the same at work. It's about closing loops. It's about following up. It's about getting the balls rolling and keeping them rolling into the right direction. Always keep people on track. Always keep reminding people about where you want to go, what is the goal, and how their actions help achieve this goal. That is really, really important. So it's all about actions, 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 daily actions, creating habits, and keep doing that. So goals and achievements are really connected through persistence. So keep on track, keep you on track. First and foremost, we need to keep ourselves on track and then we can help everybody to keep on track with you. So that's the other learning is this kind of takes others with you. Yeah, it's about building their personal connections. I changed the job last year and I needed to build a lot of new personal connections. And I'm always thinking about people first. And that's the same in the podcast. Always think about the listener first. Always think about the um, people that you interview first. And then get everything from there. What are the problems? What are the strengths? Think about the person's strengths and let people work to the, towards these strengths. Yeah, like with the interview guests that I have. I never talk about their weaknesses. I never talk about their limitations. I talk about their strengths, where people have a specific knowledge. And that's the same at work. Yeah? Think about the people in your teams, the people that you work with, and get them to act on their strengths and put the task to the right people at the right time and help them in the right work. That is how I organize also things that work. And that's the same what I do with the podcast. Yeah, so over time, I learned what are the things that Rain really is good at. And I got more of these tasks to her and less of the tasks that are not 
so much up early. So think about the people first. So these are the two big learnings that I have. And now I want to get to the one bigger announcement. I have a really, really good team. So I have Rain who helps with me in the background and does a lot of the editing and you know the updates and helps me amazingly with uh, pictures and all these uh, types of you know more creative things. Then Gary is awesome from a leadership perspective and I love doing the leadership part with him. And Benjamin is really great for lots of the podcasts just to have a you know to have someone that comes from a different background but still has a lot of in common with me and it's just so much fun uh, talking with him about all kind of things related to this podcast. Now I realized I had quite a lot of leadership episodes and I have done a lot of episodes that are specific, of course, in terms of my knowledge. So more in terms of the late and really late phases of drug development. But I would like to broaden things more. And so I would like to have much more methodological content across more different areas. So things more from oncology and things more from early phase and areas where I have personally no expertise in. So I want to have more content there. And if you are interested to help on that, that's the big announcement. I want to broaden my team. I want to have more people helping with this podcast. So what's in it for you? So if you are interested in helping with a podcast, what would be the benefits for you? So I think the first benefit for you, you would learn about the background of the podcast. So you would learn about how do I record a podcast? How do I podcast actually, you know, works from all the technical details? How does it take from idea to publishing? Uh, what are all the different tools involved? And you would learn about all the different parts of that. This other thing is you would get in touch with amazing people because I had a lot of amazing people as interview guests on this podcast. And so you could build a network with lots of these people. And these networks help a lot, you know, long term in terms of Finding new opportunities. Well, I know of one listener that listened to all the different podcast episodes and through that built a connection and built a new job. Actually switched from academia into pharma. So that's just one example. So I want to have more people join the board. And then I will have also more time. So what do I want to do with this time? Well, I think there's a lot of additional things that statisticians can do and that statisticians can do, especially in a wider quantitative environment and community. So I want to create a spin-off podcast for data scientists. 
I am thinking about calling it the effective data scientist, so that it's clear that it's kind of a spin-off. And I think there's a lot of overlap in terms of content. Yeah, lots of the visualization things. It's the same for data scientists and statisticians. If you think about all these machine learning topics, it's the same. If you think about all the communication leadership aspects, it's the same. Of course, there are certain things that you know, are very, very specific to more the healthcare area, like estimates. I think I've never seen any data scientists talking about that. And there's probably some areas which are much more kind of specific to data scientists. But I think there's actually a lot of overlap in content. So I will utilize that and uh, create another podcast and have a couple of the episodes will probably appear on both podcasts. So of course I will have a different framing and they will have a little bit of a different um, intro and end and things like that. And they also will sit on a different homepage. Um, but that's the idea. So if you would like to work with me in creating more content in, you know, helping the community to become better in what they do, to be one of the helpers that create more effective statistician, then reach out to me. And please do that via LinkedIn. You are probably already connected to me on LinkedIn, or you are part of the Effective Statistician LinkedIn group. Um, just join there or reach me, connect with me, and then send me a message via LinkedIn. So, thanks so much for listening, and I hope you are excited as much as I am about this new endeavor. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain, who helps me with the show for now quite some time, and is doing an awesome job. I think I wouldn't be here if I wouldn't have her that helps so much with this show. Thank you for listening and head over to theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes. And please tell your colleagues about this show uh, podcast. There's a lot of further episodes that are coming up and that will help you to boost your career in your job. Reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician. <laughs>